episode 27 of the Goat Heads podcast brought to you from Kaz Source. And um, this is it. This is it? This is it. What's what's it? Uh I this this is it. The playoff <laughs> race, it's over. This is you it. Thanks so? though. The white towel, you're throwing it. You're waving it. I'm not throwing in the white tile towel, but I, I feel like it's it. I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs this year. I agree. It's it's a shitty way to end the season. Don't get me wrong. But there are games left. But I, the odds are, I think, below 3% now. So We have 13 games left. We played Nashville tonight. Um, as of recording right now, the last Sabres game was a, a touchdown loss to the Boston Bruins at home at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Typical 1 o'clock game fashion. Tony was there. How was the atmosphere in the building? Uh, it was mostly Boston, so I'm going to say pretty good. <laughs> it was mostly Boston fans. Um, so the atmosphere wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, it really sucks that the only goal horn you hear is hyping them onto the ice and going into the period. And that was it. So, yeah, touchdown, Bruins. And that was it. Bruins had their chances in that game. Uh, obviously, if Eric Quinn didn't to be. Who? Sorry, I was just saying, it didn't really feel like we got out outplayed that bad. Like, I, I didn't watch it on TV, but in person, from, like, we were putting the pressure on here and there. We had a lot of, they were making this, boss was making play mistakes, we just couldn't finish. And then, I mean, when you're watching TV, the score's right there, so you're constantly reminded the score. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd have to agree. It, it felt like we had our chances in their net. Uh, Swayman played great, and um, Lukanen did not. And obviously that might be a good segue into a very positive note of this podcast. I'll let you announce it in case our listeners don't know. Devin Levi, he signed. That happened. He's not, he's not leaving for in free agency like some speculate or assume will happen with college free agents, even though it's tend to happen a few times in Buffalo. But yeah. It's official. There was some speculation for a bit when he wasn't signing. A little people getting antsy as they do when you have information at your fingertips. You want to know as soon as it happens, and you get worried when it's not happening. And these things take time. But uh, Levi did what he said he was going to do, and he's he's a Buffalo Saber. And pending immigration, he will be playing in an NHL game this year. Thoughts on the number twenty-seven. I don't know. I don't think the goal he's ever worn. I'm gonna look. Did you? Did you listen to the backstory behind it? Yeah. Uh, that's, okay. That's yeah. Point. Great number. Uh, I'd like a goalie wearing a different number. Look at Vasilevsky with 88. I feel like goalies are always put in a number box, and Levi's wise enough. If you ever heard Levi talk, the guy's just he, very smart guy. 21 years old. Great communicator, but yeah, I love him picking a different number. You what? You want to see another goalie wear thirty? Well, you can't. <laughs> you, you can in Buffalo, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, at first I was like, I raised an eyebrow at it just because, like, that's strange. But one thing he did mention is <clears throat> he likes one, but UPL was wearing that, so that comes down to the speculation: if UPL were to get traded this offseason. 
You think Levi switches to number one? I don't think he does. I don't know why. It feels like he's committed to this 27. What is he, the first saber since Kurt Lazar to wear 27? I didn't think that number was touchable after Kurt wore it. Yeah. Um, that was also going to be Kulik's number, too, when he came up here because Power wears 25. So I don't know what he's going to do either. So we got to... It's going to be the big hot number. Duck, duck, goose. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But obviously, back to Levi. Great, exciting stuff from this guy. He's definitely a lot of pressure on his shoulders. A little too much, I'd say. But yeah, are you worried about that? No. I think from watching or listening to his interviews, he's a very smart, confident young man. <laughs> like, He's our age. He's and he's very wise with his words. He's a very smart kid. He, the way he puts pressure on himself and expectations. He said the one thing about expectations is they're not real. They're just people's words, and the only thing that he can control is what he does. And so, yeah, he. I even know uh, he even mentioned he meditates in between like periods or just on the ice, and it's just it's cool. This is definitely a different guy. It's not the typical. I don't know, the average goalie, he's, he's more. I believe that with his work ethic and the way he presents himself, that he's going to carry himself into being, reaching these standards that fans are giving him. And it's exciting. I'm only worried about the whole expectation thing as, as at a fan standpoint. I, I feel like a lot of people, if Levi has a bad game this year, people are going are gonna to get worried. Not the critical thinking people, yeah, but Twitter is not full of critically thinking people. Yeah, and anyone has their given right to say however they feel. Once from are clearly not as acknowledged as others. But um, I think Levi is a project that's gonna. How long do you think this this takes until he's a consistent starter in the NHL? Here's the thing: goaltenders in the NHL tend to not really start to show like great signs of being a goalie till like their mid late twenties. You and Levi's twenty one. You look at what happened to I Carter think, Carter Miller had sorry. Miller had ninety six AHL playoff or AHL games under his belt before he came to mm-hmm. the NHL. Uh Connor Hollebuck was the same. I'm only saying that those two because they are former NCAA goalies who had very similar numbers to Levi. So if we're following that formula, we got about two seasons of Levi in the AHL as their starter. And then there was some, I think I mentioned it last week, Elliot Friedman said uh, Kevin Adams wasn't quite pleased to hear the rumors about them going after a goalie because they want to give Levi a straight shot to the NHL or no one blocking him out, which... Well, Chad Dinaminis on Twitter also debunked that, but at the same time as Elliot Friedman, so who who knows? Um, I'm worried that if they go Levi in the NHL next year, you can't have Lucan in as your other goalie. You can't have Comrie as your other goalie, and you damn well can't have Craig Anderson back at 42. Uh, you said that last year, and uh, <laughs> it's one of your coldest takes, so... I, I don't think Craig will ever be a bad goalie. Yeah, I agree. It's just, you know, when does he decide? It's up to him. But he's he's clearly our best goaltender, but he can't play more than once a week. 
You can't have that. You can't put a 21-year-old in for three games a week. Yeah, it's going to be a 21-year-old and a 42-year-old. Yeah, there's the there's guys on the block this coming offseason. Like, look at Demko. Demko makes a lot of sense. Uh, Saros also makes a lot of sense, given he's very similar build to Levi and very good at his job in Nashville rebuilding. Um, I don't know. I Personally, I think Levi should get a year at least in the AHL and then be a call-up, the call-up guy if anything were to happen. But I don't know. I, this kid seems different. I mean, we got to see how he plays in last these last 13 games if he gets four or five starts. Yeah, it'll be a good that'll be a good view on who Devin Levi is in the net in the NHL. It is Donato said something about him playing against Austin Matthews and the Sabres play Toronto again. I believe in Toronto. So will Levi be playing in that game against Toronto? That'd be a huge test for him. And yeah, I'm looking forward to see him play in that. But uh, you got to let him. You got to let him cook right. There, it's like if, he, if Levi were to get peppered, like whenever he plays, it's a good and bad thing. It depends. Like it's a good thing that he's he's never faced NHL shots. He's been in college. There's like this giant gap between college and NHL with shooting and everything so i'd like to see how he is tested against that game like you said four or five games this year and then if there's a game where he lets in five or six he's 21 he and the way he's presented himself he's gonna take that he's gonna build off of it he had a cold streak this year in northeastern they were yeah, he doesn't for a game and then what he do he had a 950 save percentage the rest of the season He's, he doesn't seem like the type of kid to uh, cower away from failure mm -hmm. or, like, kick himself for it. So even if he does come in a game or two this year and lets in five goals, I don't think that hinders his, his ability to uh, develop at all. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what they do this offseason um, regarding goaltender. I, like I said, I... You want to know the scariest thing? I think we're watching a UPL Comrie and maybe a third that we signed. Like a guy nobody's talking about. I think we're watching that tandem ride it out next next year, and, and that sucks. And if that's the case, I'm disgusted. And right. That's the scary thing. That's what I think that's going to happen. It's like, I get it. You've got all the faith in the world in this guy. A lot of fans do too, including myself. I believe, believe I will be spectacular but is it is he ready for that i i don't know i i don't talk to him he is he doesn't even know he has the game i, I don't know and I don't yeah know. i haven't talked to levi either about any of this but i don't know how he feels at all but um yeah i i, I don't know with kevin adams that we talked about at the trade deadline is he going to make a big move are we going to go after any of these big guys no biggest move jordan greenway second biggest riley stillman we're talking about goalies now. Is it, are we going to sign Demko, Saros? There's all these n names floating around. Freddie Anderson's going to be a free agent. I oh, I man. really the Kevin Adams method looks like UPL Comrie, no name. I all year, baby. I can't do it. Next year is going to be a big step for this team. The expectation of playoffs is going to be off the bat. Having Comrie, Lukanen. Hey, don't get me wrong. Lukanen's 24. 
anything can happen with Lucan. And look at Olmark. He just, he's about to win the Vezina. He's breaking records in Boston. But he's also behind a great team. An experienced, not very young team. So A defensive-minded uh, team. Yeah. Our, our defense is atrocious. Our goalies get peppered in two-on-ones and breakaways. And every chance the other team can throw at them, we give them. Our penalty kill is the worst in the league. Second worst in the league. Mm-hmm. I, whoever we put in next year is going, is going to be fed to the wolves unless we take a huge, huge, huge step defensively. But how do you? I, I look at our. I think that just comes with time. We're such a young team. You got Bryson in another year. I can't watch him play another game. I'm sorry. I'm at that point where it's like you know what you got. He's not it. He doesn't work. Maybe at another team, but not here. You look at Ubushkin. I think he's been a lot better, and I think he's a solid bottom pair seventh defenseman. Stillman, who they acquired at the deadline. I think he's got one or two more years after this year. You know he's been Let's good with Labushkin. He's been good with us. Good with Labushkin. But I, on a playoff team, is he on your top 60 pair? Is he not just a filler? You need guys that are not a playoff team. I yeah. like we're not. We're not next year. I'll talk about next year. So then you got Yoki Haru, who I cannot. He's gotten a little better as a recent, but still, I'm just I'm done with that. It's it's over for that for me. Um, and you got Samuelson, Power, and Dalene, who are not promised to give you a full healthy season. You Samuelson's out. The Sabers crumble. They crumble terribly. You the eight game losing streak earlier this year, and now now. They can't do anything. They're letting in six, seven goals a game. We're three. We're two, seven, and one in our last ten. In the most important stretch of the year. And that's I. You know what? In the big, in the grand scheme of things, that's fine. Because I don't think it's fine. I think I don't, it's what it is. But a vague word. It's just the season they've given us. No matter how it ends, I'm I'm satisfied. It's been a success. They're, the season 2015-16, I believe, they had 81 points. So if they can match that or beat that, I think it's a win. If they don't matter with that, 15-6, Eichel's rookie year. It was an atrocious team, too. I remember David Legwine was our... How did we get 82 points from that team? 81, and I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you. It was a very bad team. But, yeah, we did right. Dan Bosma's first year... Um, but yeah, if they can match that or even beat that, that's a win in my eyes. If they can't match it, it's it's disappointing, but the future looks bright. You know where your problems are. You have your core identified. We can say this week after week, and it's only it's up to Kevin. Like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna do nothing? Because that's unacceptable. Uh, I think we're looking at the same roster, minor changes. That's what it feels like. That's what Kevin Adams' grand plan feels like. Until this, I don't know. It just—it's just what it seems to be. If I were Kevin, I'm tar- I'm I'm looking through every team and I'm finding a solid two-way, slightly more defensive-minded veteran defenseman who could play with power, left or right-handed. I don't give a shit because it doesn't matter. Power can play the right. Give me a guy who's been there, done that, can. He's been to playoffs. He knows how to handle the end of the season. Give these kids some motivation. They've never dealt with meaningful games in March, as we call it. And it's, they crumbled when they heard that. So 
uh, the meaningful games in March have been meaningless because we've only gotten five points in March. March has been terrible. It's been a disaster. The yep. wheels have fallen off. The glimmer of playoffs that we talked about, and we try not to get too excited about, is all but over. We're six in the wild card. We got a game ahead of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's at 78 points. We're at 72. We'd have to go on an absolute heater to end the season. We'd have to win win out. Win out is the goal at this point. And um, I don't think that's a realistic goal, but we talked about it when we were together uh, the other day. We don't see this team changing. The forward group is two. We have too many forwards for anything to be noticeably different next year. Maybe we're without an Olison. Maybe we're without one of Gergensen's or Poso. But the main 10 of the 12 forwards are probably going to be here next year. Defense is where we where we have so much ability to improve and nurture this rookie Owen power that we're I feel like at least me, I'm always forgetting he's a rookie. I always gotta remind myself this is his rookie season. Uh-huh. Jack Quinn as well. JJ Paterka as well. Uh not Krebs. Krebs hasn't Krebs is not a rookie, right? I don't think so by definition, no. But all all these young guys, it's their first year playing all together. So it's gonna it's gonna look like the same team next year, in my opinion. Defense is where we can muscle up, and I think we should we should go after a veteran defenseman. What what's the name you like? Who do you want to see playing with Owen Power? See, here's the problem with that is you got to get a guy who doesn't need who can't like take power play time from Darlene or Power because so you. Top of my head, I, I'm gonna need to think for the rest of the episode. I'll give you something by the end. But here, I just pulled up. I just pulled up. You up? Uh, would you want to sign this guy? We're signing this guy. We're not gonna trade for him. We're gonna say. I just pulled up defensive UFAs, and I'll give you some names. Okay. Um. Don't forget, we got Ryan Johnson coming next year, I believe, but he's a rookie. Young. He's young. He's young. We're just gonna be younger. I think he's a fantastic upgrade of Jacob Bryson. He's what you want out of Jacob Bryson. Great skater, good two-way. Give me some names. Shane Gossespierre. He's 29 years old. I'm going to pass because he he need power play time. That That's where he'd thrive. So, no. Dmitry Orlov. I would freaking love or love, but I don't think I don't think so that's gonna happen. But I'll say yeah. Jake, Jake Gardner. No. <laughs> no. Uh not not a lot of fun names freaking <laughs> out to me. Yeah. It's the trade market is where to go. We have the assets. But Kevin doesn't want to trade him. He really doesn't. He's like that. He's yeah. just proven to be like that, at least for now. This whole, whatever phase of this rebuild we're in, because whether we like it or not, this is a Kevin Adams rebuild. This has been since uh, probably Ralph Kruger got fired, which the anniversary was recent. But ever since then, it's been a new era of the Sabres, and we're still in the beginning of that. 
I think we're still in phase one of Kevin Adams mode. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I understand his greater plan. I, it's just, it's, we're closing on 12 years now. We're, he has are losing patience. So, and the NHL, there's something the Sabres have done. They've kind of like made fans accept like, oh, we don't need to go for the playoffs this year. There's always next year or the future. And it's kind of, this is the NHL. Every year you should be going for the playoffs. Like I understand tank for Bedard or if you got like a terrible system, you need to refresh. Yeah. But a rebuild shouldn't take 12 years. It should not take 12 years. And it's just been under so many different regimes. It's hard to say it's a 12-year rebuild. Like, who do we blame for this? Botterell and Murray. You couldn't fit all the coaches and GMs into a minivan. There's so many. There's so many names we could talk about of whose fault it is. Ralph Kruger's the main villain, I think. I think he could have easily destroyed our favorite hockey team. It was if COVID wasn't a thing and that team was playing, I feel like we would have been relocated. <laughs> That's fair. I really do. I really think we're in Houston, or at least planning to move to Houston. We were so bad, historically bad. We talk about how the Bruins are historically good this year. That 2020-2021 season, we were that bad. We were the Bruins bad. Yep. And now we're not as bad. I have an idea to kill some time for this episode because, to be honest, what's there to talk about? They're facing Nashville tonight. It's going to be a Rasmus Asplund revenge game. He's going to net two. He might score. He really might. If he plays, the funniest thing. Um, Boston kicked our ass. Who else played since our last episode? I it's I don't know. Uh, we could go ahead and rate the players or give them a grade for the season. I got their stats pulled up if you want to do that, kind of jumping off, but it's a quick idea. Let's let's rate the stats of uh, Rasmus Dahlin over the last seven games. Is it bad? Is a... Let's rate the Tage Thompson goals in the last seven games. Zero. Those are your two best players. They haven't showed up. I I have a feeling they're both playing injured right now. They don't. Well, everyone in the whole league's playing injured. That's a fair it's a contact sport. Everyone's doing the same, playing the same game. Yeah, the first line's not really clicking right now. And they throw Greenway on it. Oh my God, dude! Why? Well, Tuck was out. What are you gonna do? But no, no, no. Against Boston, they they had that line you were talking about, the big line. Wow. Didn't even know Greenway uh, Thompson talk. You were there. You left the building. They announced it. All right. Tage. Currently 69 games played. He has 87 points, 42 goals. What am I doing here? Good, bad? Good. Yeah, obviously Very great. Good. Obviously great. Um, he was on pace for over 60 goals. That was kind of a pipe dream, but now he might not even get 50, and that's saying that's stupid. 50 goals. We just sound selfish at that yeah, point. absolutely. When's the last time we had a 40-goal scorer? Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Next question. Yep, Jeff Skinner currently at 67 points in 66 games with 29 goals, but at 30, he broke his record, 63. That was the number for him. 
He couldn't get past it. He's at 67 now. Great season, but just as of late, not great. But even at, yeah, he's been scoring as of late. Not in the past couple of games, but right before that. Alex Tuck. Currently hey. 64 points in 61 games with 30 goals. I didn't even realize he had 30 goals. That whole top line could just be called the great line. Yeah. Nothing. I have no complaints with that line. Obviously, now you're seeing a goal drought with Thompson and a point drought. But uh, this isn't the first time it's happened this season either. And both scores go through these. And, yeah. Uh, it just sucks. I guess the timing just really sucks. Yeah. Darlene is currently under a point per game, which I didn't think would happen. 63 points in 65 games. As a defenseman. As a, yes, he is clearly a number one defenseman on basically 95% of the league. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic yeah. year. Yeah. Hopefully all the guys we've at least mentioned keep improving. Uh, it's hard to continuously produce at that level in this league. He could have easily been a casualty of uh, the Kruger regime, the Phil Housley regime. He could have easily been labeled a bust. He yeah. never got his groove back, and he's somebody we like mention as a joke. Twenty yeah. years from now, Christmas, Darlene, ha ha ha! Remember that? Like Meek, he'd be our Mikhail Gregorenko. Yeah. Now, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Dylan Cousins currently sitting at fifty-seven points in sixty-eight games. Um, fantastic, fantastic. You know, he was over a point per game for a little bit. Obviously, slowed down, but. I don't think exactly the season we talked about, we wanted. Mm-hmm. So great. The thing with Cousins, look who he's playing with. If it's Paterka or Quinn, they had a super long cold streak, and he was trying to carry that line, and then he was playing with who Olsen sometimes, who does jack shit, maybe Middlestat. Uh, yep, Middlestat now. What's he ranked? Sixth on the team in points? Casey Middlestat is sixth on the team in points. I believe it. Six, wait, no. 42 points to 69 games, 10 goals. 32. Fantastic. He might have a 50-point season if he plays really, really good these last 10 games. Eight points in 13 games, I think it's doable for him, especially how he's been playing as of late. Um, You know what really aggravates me? And I, I hate to go off topic because I like what we're doing here. But um, you were getting the most out of Middlestat and Olofsson when they were playing with who? Tyson Jost? Who are why are we scratching Tyson Jost? Why eh. you were getting the best out of both those guys, Olafson Middlestat, with Tyson Jost, and you split them up and you scratch Jost and you play Olafson and Skinner centered by Middlestat against Boston. And your probably last must win game. Because I'm not calling every game from here on out must win. Because we've we've said that, and that's that's over. The period for that's over. The Islanders bad beat where Hudson fashion got that goal of the year. It's that was not, heartbreaking. Heart, yeah. And then that Washington game was that it was that before or after our last episode. That was kind of the nail in the coffin. If you that was before, that was after. That was definitely uh, a very, very winnable in-regulation game that you needed. Had three separate two-goal leads. 
And the three. You blew it. You blew all three of them, and you lost. Yeah. And and UPL got undressed. UPL yeah. got launched out of his net by TJ Oshi. That that is he did do that at the Olympics. And then Kuznetsov, that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, that be a time limit and bullshit. This is why McDavid said the shootout needs to go because that's all you have to do. Yeah, it's four for five, and I think his miss is a post. Yeah, it's that was it's stupid. That's stupid. Great move on his part. Sure, if it works, so, why? Would... Oh, I can, all I have to do is this to help mm-hmm. my team get two points. At the end of the day, he's trying to get his team a win. Mm-hmm. Great, great on him. At least he made it exciting when he did it. This guy starts slow off the dot, like off the rip. He's slow motion. Patty Kane, well, you know, what was that? P- yes, Patty. Patty came with the with the hands when he could mm-hmm. go real fast. That's cool because it's it's you feel like not everyone can do that. What Kuznetsov did feels like anyone could do that. Yeah, you could put Jordan Greenway out in the shootout and have him do that, and he might score. All right, back to our thing. Olsen's currently a city, sitting at 35 points in 67 games, 26 goals, and nine assists. I like him on our team in five years. What? When we're, when we're a consistent playoff team, we're top of the Atlantic, and we just need a goal scorer. Oh, when Savoy, Kulik are entering their prime? Yeah. I don't like him on this team because it it just feels stupid. Yeah. The Philly game, oh my God. He, he I didn't buzzer period. I didn't see either goal and I don't plan on it. If the third period were twenty two minutes long, he might have had a natural hat trick. We lost five two because Victor Olison scored two on the power play. Can't write it better. Of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. Saving himself a seat in the lineup. <laughs> The gritty win. Um, he wanted it, too. Next on the list, Jack Quinn. 31 points in 62 games, half point per game, at 13 goals. Hell yeah. I'll take it. I'll take he's it. He's really good hockey. And he's a solid. He's two-way game is great. He's, he's, a, he's good defensively, which not many people saw that coming. And, um... Yeah. And I'm he's going to learn to score. He's going to score more, and I know that's what um mm-hmm. got all his attention in the AHL and that that'll come. I I really am confident that will come for him and he will be easily one of our best wingers on the team, if not the best. Whoop, hot take. Next up, Owen Power with twenty eight points in sixty six games, four goals, twenty four assists. Great, great. It's it's more than points by the way, especially defensemen. Um, I think Powers had a fantastic year. He gets a, he gets a bit of hate. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, we did this with Darlene, and everyone just yeah. forgets. And he's playing much better than Darlene was back in the day. Like he is, he looks way better than Darlene did back then. Um, next up, Paterka, twenty six points in sixty four games, got nine goals, about a ton. He's been Again, r- rookie. Uh, yep. He's been picking up as of late. He's um, our fastest guy on the team. He's so yeah. fast. And when he when he's on, he's on. And when the kids' line is on, they're on. 
and they're must-watch hockey. So, yeah, good. He had a good season. I I feel like we're doing this a bit premature. We're we're gonna we're gonna be doing this in a few weeks after. Yeah, yeah so we'll have to talk about our. Uh, we made predictions at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and we'll have to see how those panned out. I know for a fact that I said Ocposo would have twenty something goals. <laughs> you also said Jurgensen's was gonna do terribly. I think he's almost had ten goals. I don't think I said I'd, he'd do terribly. I just didn't see him putting up numbers. Akposo's the numbers guy. Gee. Yeah. Akposo, 24 points, 9 goals, 62 games. It's it's He's he's going down uh, point production-wise and his play-wise. Um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. What do you do next year with Akposo? I, I back. Does he want to come back? Does he want to play another year? He is the captain, even as of right now. Um, he's he holding that spot for somebody. If he is, I don't know who he's holding it for. I think if he wants to come back, you bring him back. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I don't see that not happening, especially because it would just be at such a a salary reduction. It, he's not going to be a harm. either signing or retiring. And he's still not that old. He's got he's got some more years left in him, from a league standard wise. But the the shit he's been through, playing in Buffalo for seven years straight can get to you. All this, all these other things, I don't know. And it's just, I, I see him being a part of the organization no matter what. I don't see us just moving on from Akposo. We talked about it last episode, him talking to the uh, development camp. Him doing X, Y, and Z to prove that he is a he is a needed person in the locker room. Not a player on the ice, but a person. The players look to him, and the team looks to him as a person, not, not the 20-goal scorer I hoped he could be. Yeah. But I really wanted him to, man. That's my <laughs> one... That's... <laughs> That one hurts. Next up, who well, surprises the slow Peyton Krebs? Sixty-one games played, he has twenty-two points, eight goals, fourteen assists. Right, um, if that matters. A lot of the minutes we've seen Krebs play is centering Akposo and Gergensen's. Yeah. So the points really aren't going to be there when you're playing those fourth line minutes, and we haven't really seen him get as much of a chance as he deserves on the power play. I'd love to see him in the Olafson spot just because of his his threat with his passing. But um haven't really got to see him there, and I think that's a shame because he's a great player. Mm-hmm. But he's great, great this year. I love him. Yeah. Needed. Next on the list is Tyson Jost with 19 points in 48 games. So he's got like 13 to 15 less games played than the average player on this team. So are all those with the Sabres? All 48? They can't be. Can they? I don't believe so, but I don't think he had much with Minnesota. I think he was doing pretty poor at Trishbon waivers, but he just wasn't put in a position to succeed. But forget all that. He's been phenomenal. He's been exactly what you want. For a bottom six player on this team, the eight wide center, boom, vibes fit. It's perfect. Uh, I think he's been great. Next what up was, oh, 
When they had uh, that line I talked about earlier playing with Olofsson and Middlestad, they were one of the best lines on the team. Yeah, for like We had three complete lines, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw, I think it was Joe Marino from Cautiously Optimistic said that we might lose our third-line center just because we've been scratching him. He might not want to re-sign here. I think he will. I really do. Yeah. Who, yeah. But great. I For free? Awesome. Great. Yeah. Next up, the big Z, Zemgus Ferguson's currently sitting at 16 points in 67 games, 9 goals, 7 assists. Yeah, I I think he's a ball of energy when you need him to be. Um, he you know what you're getting with Gergensen's. The points aren't there, but he's an offensive player, so that's fine. Yeah, I I was just gonna say it, it's it's Zemgus Gergensen's. It is what it, it is, as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, are you bringing him back? Like I, if I say yes, we have the same exact forward group as as we do now, which isn't our problem because we're one of the best scoring. Yeah, I'll bring them back. Why not? I'll bring everybody back. All right. Ilya Labushkin next up, 13 points in 55 games, two goals, 11 assists. I love when he scores. Dan Dunleavy can't help but laugh saying his name. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think he, he had that streak of just being not good. Not bad, but just not good. Um, penalty, you noticed them penalties every game, and it's and our penalty kill is atrocious. So when you're taking penalties every game, and then they're scoring, you're not going to be liked. I think he can be next year a solid third pairing guy, maybe even your seventh guy. It works. He's got one more year left. Uh, after that, Vinny Estroza in 26 games, he has 11 points, two goals, and nine assists. When Vinny's played, I thought he's been pretty good. He's had some cold streaks yeah. before getting sent down, but when um they brought him up after uh I believe it was right before the deadline, I forgot who went down. But they called Vinny up. Tuck got injured. Tuck it was it was that Tuck? Yeah. yeah. But um he had a really good game against Tampa. I think he had a goal and an assist and when he's on and when he's healthy. I, I like them in the lineup. And it works very well together. But they do. I've noticed that they do have a weird uh, chemistry. But the thing is, moving forward, he can't obviously play with Cousins. Cousins is their second-line center, and I don't think Vinny is second-line caliber. So I, I don't see him coming back. I, he's probably going to get a good opportunity somewhere else where he can actually play. He's played I, most of the year in the AHL. Yeah, he has to I don't think it's fair for him or us to handcuff mm-hmm. each other to each other. Henry Yoki Haru in 47 games played. Did he miss some time? I guess so. One goal, nine assists, ten points. I don't even remember his goal. I do. Trying... I, he had one that got called off, too. Yeah, I remember that one. That was... I forgot yeah. who the goal was against. I remember him scoring it because he was hyped. He was very happy he scored. Um, this is a guy I don't see being traded, and that sucks because I think where he is in the lineup, your second, your fourth defenseman, you need an upgrade. You need an upgrade. He, I, I don't even want him on the bottom pair. You need an upgrade. 
And would you rather have Alex Nylander? No. <laughs> no. There you no. go. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, Henry, if you're listening, but it's just not going to work. And it doesn't work. How many more players do we have? Because I just thought of a massive elephant in the room that we haven't even brushed on yet. I think five? we got five more and who are, who's worth talking about? I feel like we got, we got Bryson. Bad. Bad. Well, I'm not going to rattle these off. Nine points of 53. He's a minus 26. Is anyone even remotely close to a minus 26 on this roster? Minus 25? Victor Wilson. Okay. There you go. <laughs> that That's the closest one. All right. Rattle the next four off. Matias Samuelson, eight points. Gives a shit. Solid. You see what happens when he's not there? There you go. Cal Clegg? Good. I think he's a surprising. I think he works as like an eighth guy. Yeah. Borderline Rochester, borderline team. Riley Stillman, new guy. Sure, two points in eight games. He's eight games played. I guess must be for the Sabres. And then Jordan Greenway, in eight games, he has one goal, minus five. I don't like him re- really right now, but again, he's brand new to the team, hasn't had a training camp with Granado, so we'll wait. Yeah. Um, what did you want to say? You said you had something. We talked about it last episode. Look, this is very concerning news to me and very high on my was very high on my radar. And today at 6.30 a.m., we got the confirmation. I got the text from you. Adidas' contract is up after next season and will no longer be making the jerseys. And there were a lot of there were a lot of brands that were uh, brought up, like Nike. I didn't think Nike wanted to touch hockey, but CCM. There were a lot of brands brought up, and there was one that stood out to a lot of people who all could confidently say, I don't want that one. And that's the one the NHL just signed a 10-year contract with. Starting in 2024-25, Fanatics will be making all-on-ice jerseys. Yes, that fanatics. Oh my god. I I I'm honestly speech when I saw that I was disgusted. And, and you know what's gonna happen? Batman's gonna say the same thing he says about everything he does that nobody likes. We pulled the fans and the players and they like it, and then they'll never talk about it again. Who'd you pull, Gary? Um it, it it's so bad. Ten years. Oh my god. Yeah. That's oh, wow. I don't even well, I don't know what to do or say or act. It's the player gonna have to go on backwards or gonna fall off during the game. It's it's uh, it, that stupid logo they have is going to replace the Adidas logo on the basketball. Looks so unprofessional. It's so bad. They make fake jerseys. That's what so bad. That's what they do. It is a disgrace to the league in growing the game, in quality, in everything. It's just a joke, an absolute. I would have taken champion over fanatic. Champion great. Anything, but. Fanatics for three years I would have taken. Fine. 
A decade. Oh my god. How do you escape that? You don't. You don't. It's and you know what's gonna get caught in the crossfire? The goat head. Because they're gonna they're not gonna do alternates probably for their first year. They're just gonna do basic jerseys because that's all they can do for the go head's gonna be killed. And we just got it back. And it's gonna be killed by fanatics. Around Twitter, you could find dozens of examples of fanatics gear being wrong, being upside down. The New York Rangers crest in the middle, but the word Islanders above it. <laughs> the general consensus of this news is, oh my God, no. You know, 10 years. It's really tough. And we sound like divas for talking about it. Like, oh no, the jerseys they wear. Are good. But it's sad. It's a joke. You are a professional sport league. That is about to be overtaken by soccer in the U.S. Your ratings are going nothing but down. You are not allowed the goalie fight of the century. Jordan Bennington, everyone hates him, versus Marc-Andre Fleury, everyone loves him. And Fleury came over across the ice and challenged him to a fight. And the refs didn't let it happen. And you wonder why. This is why the cap space will be stuck at $82.5 million for the next decade. All the hype about the cap going up, it's not going to happen. Because what TV ratings are they getting? Bali Sports, they do like a good majority of teams. They're on, they're bankrupt. They filed for bankruptcy. Your Fanatics is now your jersey. How are you going? You are in the queue. You're not allowed to fight. How? What effect is that going to have on the NHL? It's going to ripple. It's going to happen here eventually. I assume that. I don't think... If, I, I, if it does happen, it'll be a long-term thing, but there's so much wrong with the league right now with uh, how it's run, and I think this morning, they announced it in the middle in at 6.30. Not a lot of people are up at 6.30 or on Twitter. Yeah. Well, they announced it then because they knew it was going to get hate. They know. They have to know these things. This is a horrible, horrible sign for what's to come for professional hockey. Fanatics is making the players' jerseys. Fanatics is the jersey you get from your parents because the real jerseys are $300 and Fanatics are $179. Mm-hmm. And you wear it because it's a good jersey. It's a solid jersey. You don't have to spend the money of an authentic jersey to get a nice jersey, which is great. It should be available. But now that's the top of the line. And they already said they're going to make the crest um, lighter. It's just going to be cheaper. It's just going to be a cheaper quality. It's so bad. Until 2035, we'll be talking about how bad these jerseys are. And that year sounds made up to me when I say it out loud. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is the most depressing episode ever and is ending on the most depressing note, but this is terrible. This is terrible. Thank God we signed Levi because... But what is, if we didn't, what would we be doing right now? What would we be talking about? We just, that is, I'm disgusted by the Sabres. Not really, but I'm, I'm not disgusted. They're players of late. I'm disgusted by the league. I'm disgusted by the weather recently, except today. It's been nice today. I'm kind of, it's been cold and windy. There's some sun today. Not much wind. I might have to, I can, I can deal with the cold, but as soon as the wind. Yeah. 
Saturday, this weekend, having a fun time in Buffalo with some friends. I got windburn on my face. So, I'm upset. It's an upsetting time. I was asked, did you get a tan? No. Oh, the wind gave me burn on my face. So, wind burn. It's tough. Um, well, Fanatics will probably stop doing the uh, practice jerseys, like for the Pride and St. Patrick's Day. So, there'll be no more outraged media about that. Oh, my God. More stuff recently, too, with uh, James Reimer. We don't gotta. Go. I, I guarantee this that James Reimer, UPL Carmen James Reimer. That'll be our three next year. <laughs> Put it in the books. Yeah, I don't know how we get them, but that that'll be the tandem. Uh, no, but uh, I don't think it could be understated how bad the NHL is doing right now. They signed a deal with ESPN. The clip went around a few weeks ago of Stephen A. talking about who's the next New York team to win a championship. And the one guy, I don't know his name, I probably should, he said, the Rangers. Stephen A. said, hockey doesn't count. Why doesn't hockey count? Because nobody takes it seriously. And you know what's not going to make them? You know what's going to make them take? I can't even think, Gary. <laughs> I'm so upset. You know what's going to make that point seem even more true? Like hockey's not a real sport? Fanatics making your actual jerseys. It's so bad. It's, th- it's so bad. There's not going to be any cool jerseys. Adidas was doing cool stuff. They weren't all great jerseys. I'd, I'd imagine they're going to do something. They they have to. They have to. That's how you get sales. So you, you have to do. You can hope. Third, you can hope. Third, fourth jersey. The reverse retro is a great idea. They'll do something. They'll think of something. But I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope. We look back at this in seven years, and we're like, wow, Fanatics really stepped up their game. And you got them, Fanatics. You can't imagine they don't. Like, they can't. I can't believe what they're doing. They can't. They physically can't. They can. It can be bad. And they're going to make money. So they got to reinvest that into themselves. If not, we're fucked. Everyone's fucked. And the league will fold, and hopefully... The Rock can buy the NHL like he did the XFL and try revive. I think he would. <laughs> Justin Bieber, maybe, but not The Rock. <laughs> Nobody cares about hockey. No. No one really cares about hockey. And that sucks. That's a de- that's a very depressing statement. Mm-hmm. But in the, in compared to other sports, nobody cares about hockey. I think that's a good note to end it off on. <laughs> yeah. We had, we, I, I can't believe we haven't talked about it earlier, but 10 years, that's such a long contract for anything. I think Adidas signed a three-year. How are we so confident in Fanatics for 10 years, a whole decade? Maybe the most important decade of growing your league. You have Connor McDavid this whole decade. You have Nathan McKinnon. ought to come in. You have Connor Bedard. You have Connor all- Bedard's first ten seasons in the NHL. No, sorry. After his first season, his next ten will be at Fanatics jerseys. Wow. I hope they're good. I hope we're wrong. I really do. But it's very concerning. Yep. Wow. Maybe they step up their game. I know. I heard they took over the factory that Adidas was using, so they have all the equipment they need to make. 
quality jerseys, will they? That's the question. We'll have to wait and see until some, uh, until they release, like, demos. But yeah. that probably won't be for a while. Maybe next All-Star game. You say, probably say goodbye to the Sabres logo with the texture. It's re- I really enjoy what they did with the... Oh, my, I didn't even think of that. Oh, that is gone. Oh, it's so gone. It might be like the iron-on rubber plastic, you know what I'm talking about? That'll peel. Mm-hmm. It, it, the players genuinely might be wearing that, which will be funny. And, it and we won't hear anything from Lauder because they can't, they don't say anything because they have no personality. And then if they do say anything, they're fined. Yep. But no, Gary, everybody loves it. That's what it'll say. Everybody liked it. We won't talk about it again. All right. Resign. Retire. <laughs> That's all for this week. Well, maybe we'll be back next week if the Sabres don't burn it down. Hopefully they can get a win tonight and games following, but we'll see. I We should do an emergency episode the game the night after Levi starts because I think that would be fun. If it goes well. Or if it goes, even if it goes bad. Yeah. 56 save shutout, Devin Levi. <laughs> all right, that's it, I think. Yeah. You know, to, all the links to our stuff in the description, I don't feel like telling you about it. <laughs> we'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye.